This is the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. Hey, 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 welcome to the Uncommon Christian Podcast. It's Michael with you for episode 54. We're continuing our three-part series that we're calling Setbacks. Now, I set this up in our previous episode, but just to remind you, if you didn't catch that episode, which I highly encourage you to go back and catch it, it was really good with my good friend Landon Crouch. Uh, as we as we talk about setbacks in our lives. And so basically a setback, defined in its simplest terms, is a reversal of progress. You know, you were doing something and then something happened and it just stopped. And now you're trying to figure out how do you move forward, right? Your life was headed in one direction and in one day something happened and all the progress you made came to a screeching halt, whether it was in your marriage or maybe your parenting or Uh, If you're a college student or you're getting your master's or doctorate or in your career or maybe just in a relationship in general, right? We've all experienced setbacks and it's, we've experienced it so much that it's it's just commonplace. Like you can almost just basically expect that it's going to happen. So we won't be able to avoid them. But the questions we're asking in this series is, okay, when we experience a setback, how do we grieve what once was? How do we grieve what we lost? How do we find gratitude for what is? How do we see, how do we find God's faithfulness through that setback? And then how do we pursue what is to come? What's the next steps? And so this three-part series has been so good for me personally, and I know for the people listening and for my friends. And uh, so this episode is going to be really great. And then the next episode is going to be even better. It's going to be all good. And today I'm excited because we have Pastor Chad Kirtland joining the show today again, my good friend. Uh, and if you remember, Chad was a guest on the podcast during our Read the Room series. So if you want to go back and listen to episode 29, it was so good. We were talking about servant leadership. So Chad, welcome back to the podcast, man. Yeah, thank you. So happy to, to join you. So happy to uh, get to share a little bit of my story. Man, and it's a story to share. Oh, I can't wait for the listeners to hear it. It's going to be good. Chad, why don't you remind us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and why you do it? Yeah, for sure. My name is, again, Chad. Um, I get to be um, just one of the youth pastors of um, the church, Life Church. Um, I have an incredible family, my wife, Lindsay, and our four kids, ranging from ages one to seven. Um, it is a wild time at our house. Um, but you know, why I do what I do is I was called to um, know God and to make him known. And it just happened to be student ministry is what I got plugged into and I fell in love with it. Uh, and what I've come to realize is that the teenagers today are one of the greatest generations that I think that we've ever seen. Um, they are driven by um, purpose and they are wanting to make a difference. And the reason why I am doing it, doing student ministry and loving these students and leading them closer to Jesus is because I do believe that they're going to make a difference. And if they can make a difference with Jesus in their heart, it's going to be amazing to watch and amazing to experience. And so that's why I get to partner with them and get to partner with their parents. Man, that's awesome. Let me tell you something. Chad's being super humble. And that's what I love about him. Why he's such a dear friend to me. He's so humble. But Chad is not just one of the uh, youth pastors at Live Church. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, Live Church is literally the biggest church in America. And Chad is on the front line of influencing the next generation uh, of, of, of uh, churchgoers. And here's the thing. This thing I'll say 
is I've spent 12 years doing student ministry myself. And, you know, the next generation isn't the church of tomorrow. They are the church of today. Andy Stanley says, you know, what is the faith of the next generation worth? Everything. And so what Chad does uh, is uh, incredible. And man, we need more people like Chad uh, to be serving our, our students, to influence them for Jesus. And Chad's right. Man, if students can 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 make a difference with Jesus in their heart, this world would change pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's so good. Uh, well, okay, Chad, well, we're going to jump right on in. And uh, we're talking about setbacks, and uh, you experienced a short setback uh, in your ministry career several years ago. So we have, you know, we have pastors, we have uh, stay at uh, work in the home moms, we have uh, dads, uh, men and women who serve uh, in all kind of different career uh, uh, opportunities, and we have college students there. So everyone's experienced a setback. So what we're doing is we're just kind of sharing our own setback stories to help encourage others as they walk through their setback. So you've had a setback, um, and so uh, would you be willing to kind of just walk us through that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm going to go back. I'm going to start at the very beginning um of of what how everything happened um because man it started so good so mm-hmm. so good um i had about six six and a half years ago just finished getting my master's degree um man living life to the fullest excited for what the future was to bring and we were my wife and i and our oldest we were living out in arizona at the time and uh started this interview process with this church and had no idea if they were going to even say yes um, or, or what they were going to say, um, but graduation happened. We no longer had a place to stay in Arizona. And so um, my wife had family in South Carolina. My family was all up in Indiana. And so we made a decision. Let's just start making our way back um, that way since the church that we uh, were, had all of our hopes on was um, up in Indiana. Um, we started making our way towards South Carolina to pick up some of our, our, uh, furniture and, and belongings that we left at her parents and we just started moving. And so we made our way that way. Picked okay, up wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait. So you're telling us that literally you had, you didn't even know if the church was going to offer you the job. You didn't have a place to stay. So you just decide, you know what? We feel like the Lord says move. And we're just going to trust that something's coming in this move. Uh, yeah, because we really didn't have a choice but to trust. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we had uh, interviewed with a church there in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and they already told us no. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we, we knew we weren't going to end up staying there. And so, yeah, it was one of those things. It's like, all right, God's always taking care of us. Um, we have no reason to think that he's ever going to not take care of us. He's never given us a reason to doubt that. And so we're like, all right, hey, let's, we moved out here in just a minivan. We're moving back in just a minivan. (laughs) Um, There was three of us. Like, Michael, you got to understand, I packed the minivan so tight that I actually had toe straps inside the minivan holding our stuff up off of our our oldest child. And he's in the car seat and everything's just packed around him. Uh, and so, but that's all we had. We had a minivan and only what we could fit inside it. And we had each other. And so, um, we felt like God was leading us to start making our way back, um, closer to home. And so that's what we were doing. Oh man, that's wild. That is wild. Yeah. 
yeah, it was it was a fun time. And so yeah, we were heading went South Carolina and then took an immediate turn back up towards Indiana and uh, we are heading that way. Ended up staying for about a week at my parents' house up in northern Indiana um, and had a few more interviews on the road and at my parents. Um, and lo and behold, um, the church ended up saying yes. Um, yes, they did so again. God provides. He um, that has been our story all along. Is God has provided every step of the way. Uh, Jehovah Jireh. That's yeah. right. And so now we're living up in northern Indiana with my parents, and we have to move to uh, Indianapolis and to to be a part of this church. And so we end up moving out of my parents' house, and we moved in with my my cousin and his wife and, and their baby. And so there's six of us living in this house and uh, just to be closer to the church while we uh, look for a house for ourselves. And so um, we find a house. But what we realize is um, that we couldn't afford to to make it work on just my salary, new house um, and all, all the other things that come with that. And so my wife, who has been a stay at home mom for the four years leading up to this point now has to go back to work. Um, and know that uh, story. Yeah. And so it was a lot of conversations, um, lots of tears because you know, she loved staying at home with our, our babies. and I loved having her at home. Um, it just really worked well for our family. But again, God provided a job for her. Um, and so she had a, a great um, job there in downtown Indianapolis. Um, we were able to to make everything work. Uh, found good daycare for for our oldest right down the road from where we were living. Everything um, just fell right into place for us um, during during that time. And so we uh, were working for this church. I was a youth pastor at this campus that was getting ready to launch. It was an exciting time. There was a team of four of us and. Man, we were grinding. We were making things happen. It was a blast. It was difficult. It was, um, you know, one of those things they say it's the best of times and the worst of times, right? It yeah. Was, yeah. Um, a lot of long hours, but man, we saw, a, we had a lot of fun at the same time. And we saw a lot of people, um, you know, step deeper into the relationship with Jesus during that time as well. And so that was probably my first three months on the team was just preparing to launch um, yeah. a, a new campus at this church. And, um, then shortly there, like after that first three months, we finally launched and it was man, go time. And so go time, yeah, man, we were setting up five thirty in the morning on a Sunday in a middle school, man, we brought church and transformed this school into our church and, and people were coming in. Um, we had an incredible team of volunteers making things happen. Um, and then we'd have church. We'd have two services every single Sunday and see new people, see returning people. It was just so much fun. And then after church was over, we'd tear everything down, put it into trailers. I would then go home and load up into my, again, my minivan, packing things into this minivan. That is <laughs> that like minivan. Um, same minivan that came, brought us back from Arizona. Uh, we, uh, I would load everything for our student ministry into my minivan and then I'd go over to the YMCA and I would set up uh, 
student ministry um, there in in the YMCA immediately after tearing down the church on Sunday morning. And uh, then about 9, 30, 10 o'clock after student ministry was over, I'm loading stuff back into the minivan and I'm calling it a day. And uh, what a day. Yeah, it was it was a long, long day. Um, but yeah, it was I would say it was worth it because we got to see man, uh, any on any given Sunday, we got to see somewhere between 50 to 70 students coming into yeah. a, a YMCA where we have pop up projector screens and um, right. really cheap lighting or and just some, some games that we have set up in a gym. Um, yeah, but it was during that that time when I realized that students weren't coming, you know, for the show, but they were coming to be together, um, and yeah, they're coming absolutely. to be around adults that really truly cared about them. Um, absolutely, and the, and I think one of the the great things about that, you know, um, about what you built there was that it wasn't what we would naturally call transfer growth, right? It wasn't um, students coming from other from other campuses of the of the church we served at or uh, other churches but a lot of the students were like new to church in general mm-hmm. yeah if, if uh, my mind serves me correctly and that's even questionable um <laughs> uh, we had i think 10 um, students come from a different campus um initially and then from there uh, it was all word of mouth inviting um, people coming to su- on Sunday morning to the middle school and realizing that we had something on Sunday evening uh, for the right. teenagers. It was, yeah, a lot of um, organic growth through that. Yeah. That's good. Okay, so you get the campus launch. You know, you're working with your team. Uh, I remember when, I remember when you guys, we, what, we call it the cave. Your offices were like under the staircase <laughs> yeah. of the church. Yeah, it was like <laughs> underneath the stairs in the auditorium. Like, That's right. It, it, it was like a little kitchenette where they used to prepare communion. Yes. <laughs> and we had three people officing in this small little closet. Oh, I remember that. Oh, that was great. That was good times. Okay. So, yeah, you're in the cave. You guys are doing ministry. And then, yeah, what happens? Man, uh, so it, it's here's, here's where, um, even to this day, I can struggle sometimes is I'm not sure where it started, um, where the setback started. I don't know what generated it, but at some point um, in, in my time in ministry, there's about six months in and a dynamic shifted between me and my leader um, where it just got really difficult to lead together. And uh, man, as much as I don't want to carry any of the blame, I'm sure that there's part of it where I had some growing up to do in my leadership um yeah and uh we got to a point where um and we he decided that we couldn't lead together anymore mm. and so he went to you know the hr department and brought something up against me and uh, um man whether he thinks it's true or not it wasn't yeah. and uh i got accused of lying to him I got accused of uh, not being a great husband or a great pastor. Um, there was at one point where I was told that you're not called to this, um, right. which, um, man, man, when you call me that, when you tell me I'm not a great husband, when you tell me I'm not called to something I'm passionate about, uh, that, right. that digs deep and um, really causes some, some soul searching um, in, that, in that time. 
and uh, so so that write up happens, and I, I go back to to work as I thought. You know, things okay. We talked about it. Things happen. Whatever. We're gonna get back. We're gonna start doing ministry. We can do this. We can lead through it. Right. And uh, we had what what were called like one on ones, or where um, your your leader um, comes together. You talk. You continue to update the leader on what's going on in the ministry, um, and he or she brings insights into what um, they think will help the ministry continue to move forward, or care for you individually or your family or whatever. And so I go into um, what I think is just a normal one-on-one, like we've had dozens of times. I go into the room, and the leader from HR is in there. Mm. And uh, and I realize at that moment um, that I'm not sure we're going to recover from this. Yeah. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, as as much as the the lady from HR and my leader would say, Hey, like this doesn't mean that things are over. We're going to work through it. Like as much as they said that, um, there was never a dynamic shift between me and my leader. Right. Um, to where we could shift back to where we could start working together. Um, well again. And, uh, it was one of the hardest seasons of ministry for the next three months mm-hmm. where I continued to push and try to lead and, and love these students and love the people I'm serving with. Um, and then know every single Monday, I'm going to go into an office with somebody who doesn't want to work with me. Mm. Um, and, and it was really difficult, but I chose to stick it out. I'm like, I'm going to do whatever I can to make this work. Um, and because it, man, I got these students who are counting on me to, to show up and to lead them and to show them who Jesus is. Um, and they, they are counting on me to be there every single week. Right. Um, and so, but for three months, and, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say like, and I think the thing too, something that's really commendable on your part is, I mean, I, I don't want to bag on this, this generation because we're all this generation, but you know, I've noticed that it's, it's become a lot easier when, when the working environment that you're in isn't conducive to your liking. And I don't mean that it's, you know, horrendous, that it's terrible, that it's like unhealthy. I just mean like, you know, maybe you and your leader aren't seeing eye to eye as much. People are just quitting. They're just like done. And so what I think is commendable is that you actually wanted to like work through it to see see through it like that's your character to say okay I know we're not seeing eye to eye right now and it's, and and honestly it's really you're not seeing eye cuz I'm trying to see your eye you're not seeing my eye um but I want to figure it out I want to work through this like and so you kept consistently trying to do that Yeah for sure and um and it, and it was never easy. That was the thing. Like, like there was never one moment where like I looked up and like, okay, it was easy today. Like it just seemed yeah. like it was constantly hard. Like there were nights when like I'd go home and I would just look at my wife and be like, I'm not sure. Like we can, we can yeah. keep pushing forward. But you know, I look back, like I look in, in scripture, one of my favorite Bible characters is, is King David. Mm. And uh, yeah, I look at, at his life and he was told, Oh, you're going to be the next King. And man, this dude, so he is in the military and he's like winning all these victories. And he's probably thinking to himself, Hey, like this is setting me up for my kingdom. Like I'm going to be king, like all this other stuff. And then next thing you know, you flip the page and all of a sudden he's running from the current king. He's running from King Saul for his life. 
And, and like, I, I, I look at his life and he goes, like he never gave up. He pressed yeah. in, he pushed forward. Um, and, and he was, he was going to see the fruit on the other side of it. And right. so like, that's right. I, mean, I look at his life and I think to myself, okay, I can, I can do it, you know? And, uh, and then to make, make matters even a little bit harder, uh, in the middle of this season, I, when things are at their hardest, we find my wife and I find out we're pregnant with twins. 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 Oh man. I remember yeah. that news. Oh gosh. <laughs> you were one of the first, like, so I actually, so I wasn't able to go to the doctor's appointment. You remember that? Yep. Uh, I do. I, oh. I felt like I couldn't take any time off. I felt like I was always on. Um, right. and, uh, so my wife goes to this doctor's appointment to find out that we're pregnant by herself. But not only that, she was told that we were having twins and like, yeah, we were mm. walking into the church and she gives me a phone call. Um, and she's like, she tells me, I'm like, man, no way. Like I'm pumped. I'm excited. I go straight to you and I tell you, yeah. uh, and, uh, it, it was just really exciting. Um, but then there's also this like looming dark cloud of, yeah, I'm not sure what the future is holding right now. Um, and, and you're about to and have three kids real quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so, so yeah, we, uh, we're having twins and I'm not sure what my job future is looking like because things are just getting really difficult. Um, and, and like I said, it was three months of, of that. And, yeah. uh, and so we continue moving forward. Um, you know, I have this feeling that, you know, two months into it, I'm like, all right, the next meeting we have, that's going to be it. Like it's it, where I'm, I'm going to be done. And, uh, you're just guessing come, this. You're not thinking it from your side, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm guessing that like, I'm going to get told like, this is, this is it. Like you have two yeah. weeks. And, uh, then I go into this meeting and, uh, I am told Hey, we're not going to make any decisions today. We're going to wait one week um, because my leader had a vacation planned um, mm. and wanted to push it back past his vacation. Uh, and so, like that was, it was just at that point, it was almost comical, Michael. Like, <laughs> right, it was right. um, kind of funny. And so, then the next meeting comes around, and like I said, I'm walking into it thinking, "All right, hey, you have two weeks um, to to wrap things up, and then and then your time's done." Uh, but I walk into that meeting and he looks at me across the table and he says, uh, this is your last day in the office. At this meeting today at, at, yes, like at the meeting, you know, he just got back from vacation. We sit down and he looks at me across the table. This is your last day. It's time for you to pack up your things. Wow. Hmm. And yeah, so you get that news, Chad, like it, like, like you said, like you're expecting it's going to be two weeks. No, like that meeting was literally your last day in the office. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll interject here because um, if if you haven't caught on yet, Chad and I were working together at this time at a really great church. So let me just say this up front. This church is really great church. Uh, Chad and I both still love this church. Uh, the leaders at this church are phenomenal. The impact that this church has on the kingdom and the city of Indianapolis and beyond is amazing. So we're not dogging or bagging the church, you know, but every organization has, you know, some different type of leaderships throughout it. And you have to walk through all of those. 
And I remember, uh, I think I was up in the uh, in the student ministry office of the campus I worked at, and uh, you called me, and you were like, um, "So I just got fired, and today's my last day." And I was like, "What? Nah." And you're like, "Yep, I'm downstairs in the office packing up." And I just like I dro- I literally dropped not dropped, but I literally laid very quickly down my computer. And ran downstairs because I, I just could not believe it. Like, I had no clue. I literally had no clue this was coming to an end. I thought, I, I, I figured because of who you are that you guys would eventually, like, hopefully figure it out. Mm-hmm. So it, it was like, I cannot believe this is happening. Like, today is the day. Like, you literally have no more job here. Yeah. And, yeah, it was, again, one of the hardest things. Um because I knew, um, while yes, my wife had a good idea that I was probably not going to be on the team much longer, um, she was also expecting there to be another two weeks. You know, yes. that's that's another paycheck, right? <laughs> and so, yes. like when, um, when you're looking at like you know just making things work at home, like like that's that's a big thing. Um, and and when she had to go back to work simply to make make the the budget work. Um, and then all of a sudden like, oh no, like it's now it's all on you. Uh, that's, that's hard. Um, especially when you're expecting a little bit of time. Yeah. Oh man. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I just remember Chad us like as you're packing up stuff, like it was surreal. Like I had tears in my eyes. I was like, I can't believe this is actually happening. Like you know, this is like we got hired at the same time. We came in at the same time. We went through well, freshman orientation right. at the same time. <laughs> like we were orientation buddies. We we were doing we were in the same ministry department. Like we were, uh, you know, we were partners and man, we were, man, you know, I thought we were going to work together for a long time. And I just remember us walking out to that minivan again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that minivan has seen so much uh, and just kind of sitting there. I, I would estimate it was almost close to two hours, but you know, I could be exaggerating just because of the time. Uh, but I just remember sitting there and just kind of like, I was just trying to understand for you, like my heart was breaking for you and Lindsay. Um, and of course, like, it was like, man, I'm, lo- I'm losing somebody that I've become really good friends with. Like help, like at a place that I love to work, like, I don't understand what's going on. Like, why is this happening? Um, and not not that I was trying to make it about me. I was just really hurting for you guys. And I was just trying to think like, okay. And then I remember thinking, okay, who do I know? Who can I connect you with? You know, I had some connections in, in ministry. So I was just trying to rack my head like, okay, who's hiring right now that I know about? Um, and, man, it was just crazy. Okay, so, you know, obviously, like you said, your wife was expecting at least, you know, that if it were to happen, you're going to have at least two weeks or so. So in that moment, before you share your, the news with your mind, I mean, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? There was a lot of things like feeling um, in that moment. Uh, so first and foremost, like um, it hurt because now I'm basically being told that I can't say goodbye to the students that I have loved yeah. since we launched this thing. Um, I, that was being taken away from me. Like I, uh, the, the, the exit letter, like it was based, I, it all but said, you can't contact people from the campus. Right. Um, and I'm just like, man, what, 
what has happened? And like, I couldn't even say goodbye. I couldn't even like tell them that's like, I, I want to be here with you guys. I couldn't even tell them that. And all that got taken away from me. And so that really hurt. Um, knowing that we're getting ready to have not just one kid, but, but two kids. Uh, <laughs> two. And I'm not sure how that's going to all work out. And that's scary. So I was hurt. I was scared. Um, and then there was this other part of me uh, that was honestly relieved because that mm. season was over um, yeah. because it was difficult. And so as, as weird as that sounds, there was relief in, in right. the moment of, okay, so I don't have to, I don't have to be in the office with this guy again. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I mean, it's weird how that works out. Like, you know, obviously you're, you know, upset, you're mm-hmm. sad, you're heartbroken, you're anxious for what, oh, what does this mean? I mean, you're devastated that you can't say goodbye to the, the ministry and the students that you've been, pour- and the leaders that you've been pouring into a lot. Um, But then in another sense, it's like, ugh, man, that tension that was just there every single time you came into work, like that, that's off your shoulder now. That's a weight off your shoulder. So it is that weird, like, kind of bittersweet thing oh for sure yeah it, okay I, so i i was i was just gonna say like i i have trouble like, describing that feeling too because it was yeah. so mixed with all these other emotions um and like there was definitely tears <laughs> that yeah because like like you said like something that that i got to build i wasn't yeah. going to get to see anymore yeah and and that was just a really hard thing to to have happen yeah Okay, so what what's that conversation like with with your wife? That phone call, that yeah, walk us through that a little bit. Uh, so she's um, at at work at this point, at this moment, and uh, she has over communicated with her her bosses and her supervisors, like, hey, things aren't going well with Chad at work, um, and so like if he calls, like I'm I'm going to answer um, mm-hmm. that, and, like so that's been that's kind of been an ongoing thing um, for the last couple months, and so. When I call her, uh, she answers right away. And I'm just like, it's over. That's like, that's the first thing I say. It's over. Yeah. And, and she's like, okay, okay. Walk me through it. Like, like, yeah. And, yeah. What's that mean? And I'm like, man, like today's the last day that I'm in the office. Um, mm. and, and it's, it's done. Um, and, uh, my wife, it, man, I am blessed beyond measure because she is so gracious. Um, she is so understanding. And she just says, it's okay. We're going to figure it out. Everything's mm. going to be fine. Um, and she is reassuring me when I am not sure at all. And, yeah. um, and so when I think that that conversation could go bad and south and not good at all, like she is there and she's like, Hey, it's okay. Um, this hurts, this stinks, but you know, we're going to, we're going to be okay. We're going to see the other side of this. God has always provided um, yeah. every step of the way and he's going to do it again. Yeah, man. I know your wife personally and uh, everything you say about her is absolutely 100% factual. Uh, she is a rock man. I mean, uh, I just remember just some of the conversations I had with you guys, you know, in that, in that season and just remember how supportive, how encouraging, uh, she was to you. Cause I mean, I mean, let, let's just be real. We're, we're guys, man. This is a blow to our, you know, 
we have to be honest. This is a blow to our ego and pride, you know, man. Like we're supposed to be championing our family and and not to get into the gender roles and all like that stuff. But you know, we're we're husbands, man. We take care of our families, right? And so this moment can it can it can it can go sideways very quickly for us. And then the fact that your wife just I mean, she was amazing. I'll say that. She was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um and uh just kept encouraging you. Man, the words of of truth and encouragement that she would speak into you and and remind you that this is who God had made you. Uh, God's going to see you guys through this, you know, man. And I thought your posture, I thought both you and her, just the, the, um, just how you guys walk through that. It it was a encouragement for me and my family because who knew that (laughs) what, like six months later I'd be walking through it's the same thing right. uh, in a little different, a different uh, way, but in this, but basically the same, you know, type of season. Um, and uh, I just, I, I think I told you the the day I called you to let you know, like, Hey, I literally am getting laid off. Like um, uh, I said, but you, I think, I don't know if you remember this, I said, but I'm, I want to try to walk in the way that you and Lindsay walk through this. And so, and we did, and God uh, did, did, great things and so when you look back on that season chad hindsight right what what were you what what did you grieve in that moment what were some of the things you just man this is just i'm sad to be walking away from these things uh yeah i the first thing i grieved was um not getting to be with my students anymore yeah. Um, and I, I love them. I cared about them. And, uh, and like you said, a lot of them, they, that was the first church that they knew. And, and so I grieved that a lot. Um, and then I also grieved the, the relationships that I had. Um, cause like you said, it was an amazing church. It still is an amazing church that, yeah. that I admire, that I look at, that I um, just really appreciate. Um, and so now I'm, I'm missing out on some of these relationships that, you know, I thought were going to be there for the long haul. And so then all of a sudden, um, those, those relationships aren't there. Um, right. and so I, I, I grieve that. And, um, and it's like, those are, are probably the, the biggest things. Um, I, I grieved a little bit, happened to move away from, from Indianapolis because I, I did enjoy living there. Um, yeah. it was, it was a good city to us. Um, but, but more than anything, I grieved the students um, and not getting to to see them, and then I grieved the the lost relationships that that were inevitable at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. You know, the, you put your heart and soul into that, and now you're having to walk away from those things. But how did God show Himself faithful also in that season? Like when you look back on that, like where did you see like God just really just kind of come through? Uh, before you start the pursuit of what's next. Yeah. So even before starting to pursue anything after this, um, the thing that I was most thankful for is um, in this season, my relationship with my wife has been stronger, Mm. uh, which I would, I did not expect going into it, but um, our like commitment to each other deepened um, our trust in one another got stronger and and we just became even closer than we ever were before um and so like 
man, one of the big things is if you have someone who you care about, who you love, maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's a significant other, maybe it's just a friend or a sibling, and they're going through a setback, this is either a time where it's going to make you stronger or it, it can yeah. tear you apart. And it's yep. all about a choice of how your posture is going to be. Are you going to pursue it humbly and are you going to pursue each other? Or um, are you going to let it be a wedge that that pulls you apart? Um, and it's it's got to be a choice. It's not something that, well, this happened, so this has, so this is going to be the outcome. You get to choose right. the outcome. And, and I'm so, like you said, like, I'm so thankful, you know, my wife was there and she chose the outcome um, that she did um, right. because she very easily could have been like, how, did, how could you do this to our family? But no, she was very much a, Hey, this happened. It's over. Let's go see what God has for us. Right. And I'm sure, I, I'm sure internally there were some of that, like, how could this happen? God, like mm-hmm. I'm asking questions, you know, there's doubt, there's worry, there's some anger, you know, all that stuff. But I, 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 I love the fact that you and her, you both said, okay, we're going to process this in a, in a, an, as healthy as we possibly can. Uh, we're not going to, we're going to try not to hold grudges. We're going to try not to blame. We're going to own whatever we can own. So whatever it is, like you said earlier, I love that you said, like, I'm sure there were things in my leadership that I need to grow in places. I needed, uh, more, uh, maturity and, um, and I own that. And I think you guys did that as well too. And I think what, I think all of that, that whole posture is what led to God being able to use you for what's next. Right. right. Yeah. So tell us what's, so what happens after this? Right. So first, um, <laughs> man, I lost count of how many churches I applied to. <laughs> uh, uh, I was in applications to anybody who was accepting them and some that weren't accepting them. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, got lots of no's mm. in, in that time. Um, a lot of like, you know, we're going to bring you and one or two other people um, in for our final interview and then get a no at that point. Had so many of those. Uh, right. And and so it was hard uh, to see all that and to experience that um, state of rejection. But um, when I got to the point of, I don't know, it's like, should I, should I, look at something outside of ministry, like, has this mm. taken me out, um, uh, of, of ministry? Um, whenever I thought about that, it was just like, I was sitting at the dining room table by myself because our, our son was in at daycare. My wife was at work. And so like, I'm sitting there like looking for jobs. And like, I had that thought, like, I just started crying. And it's like, I, yeah. I'm not done yet. Um, there's yep. still more, um, that God wants to do in, in and through me and through my family. And so, so I made that decision right then that that's not the future. And, uh, so I just kept on applying and there was a day, a weekend where I, we went up to Indi- or to my parents' house, uh, because we couldn't afford to do anything too fun. So we went back up to the farm, <laughs> uh, and so sitting there, um, in my parents' living room and I get a text and it says, Hey, this is so-and-so from life church in Oklahoma city. Just want to know if we could set up a time to interview. I'm like, I just showed it over my shoulder to my wife. Um, I think this is like, like life church, life church. I think this and, is the life church. <laughs> like that's where my head was at. And, uh, and she just looks at me and she says, your answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I told him, yeah. And set up a time to interview, uh, the, the next day. And, uh, 
it's so 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 funny. My first interview with Life Church was had in my childhood bedroom at my parents' house, uh, <laughs> and, and oh, it went well. Um, and you know, things just kind of took off from there. It was one of the fastest interview processes I've ever had. Um, yeah. Where like that one happened, and then less than a month later, we are in Oklahoma City, um, sitting down with. Um, with this church and talking to them about, you know, life and ministry and, and, you know, core values and all this other stuff. And it was just crazy. Um, and we went into it and uh, I'm like, I said, I said, Lindsay, like everyone else is getting emotional. Like, are, are we missing <laughs> something? Like, like they're like, crying. like, cause like this was a big interview event where they had about right. 25 to 30 people all interviewing at the same time. And everyone's like, like getting emotional stuff. And she says, this interview is nothing compared to the season we just came out of. Right? Yeah, we are. That's right. Like, like don't like we're, we are right where we need to be. And so the, the moment we realized that this was the place for us, we were sitting in uh, a Saturday night service and the campus pastor at the campus we were at um, said, Hey, if you are an adult here in need of emergency food or shelter, like as the offering is being passed, like reach in, and take any loose cash so that we can meet your need that way. And I'm like, oh my God. Wait. This what? church. I don't cares. remember this part. Yeah. Yes. I and we realized this church cares more about like it, it cares about people the way they claim they do. That is amazing. And and so like I just thought maybe that was a one time thing. And like yeah. I've come to realize that no, that actually is said every single week at every single campus. Wow. And uh and like I realized like this is where we we need to be um and so we go through the whole process and uh, the very first question like so they they brought in like a group of people to interview like we're sitting in somebody's office and they bring a group in and the very first question they ask is hey so tell us the last time that your integrity was called into question (laughs) you're like uh i got an answer for that one (laughs) Lindsay and i we just look at each other and uh and just laugh and they're like like hold on did this like just happen did this and we're like no 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 this is just we knew this was coming this is something that we've been wanting to share with you um and told them the whole story told them how much we love the church and how much we we think about it um and uh and I, i i think because we went in with the posture of humility and the posture of like, we're still learning like what God has for us through it. Um, you know, that was, I think one of the things where they're like, okay, they, they still have some left in the tank. Like they're, they're yeah. doing this the right way. Um, yeah. and then, uh, so the interview process goes on and, uh, another group comes in and they grill us with all sorts of questions and then they leave and they say, Hey, wait right here. Somebody will come, um, in just a little bit. And so, Michael, we are waiting in this office. <laughs> I love this part of the story. For over an hour, we are sitting <laughs> in this office. Again, remember, my wife is pregnant with twins. At this That's point, right. nearing the end of her second trimester. Oh, and, man. Uh, and so like, there, there was multiple times where she had to get up and leave the office to go find the restroom because she's pregnant with twins and that's what they have to do. Um, and then we're sitting there and we hear like this loud cheer coming from down mm. the hall. And we realize that people who were interviewing just got told that they got hired and we're still sitting oh, in the office. Man. We're still sitting uh, in the office. And uh, we, I look at her and she's like, man, I really want to cheer, but it looks like that's not going to be, be the case. Yeah. 
Um, and, and she says, that's okay. You know, nothing changes. We're still good. And so then, uh, one of the, the youth pastors, who's now a really good friend of mine comes run down the hallway. He's like, hey, wait right here. And then he runs back and all of the youth pastors that were there for the interview would like, come and tell us that we're hired. Uh, and like, <laughs> we're celebrating at that point, Lindsay starts crying and like, yeah. we're excited. Um, turns out they just totally forgot about us. Um, and left yeah, because they were calling you. If I remember correctly, you said they were calling your name. And, yeah, <laughs> you guys didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, so we found out that every other candidate that was there to interview guy had an ice cream party, and we totally missed out on that. So yeah. <laughs> still a little bitter. Uh, <laughs> still a little bitter. Life Church, he's waiting for his ice cream party. Yeah, that's right. I'm still waiting. Uh, but yeah, so we went home and. And yeah, we were just so thankful, so pumped. And, um, you know, oftentimes like in, in scripture, uh, God uses, you know, pregnancies as signs of blessings to come. And, and yeah. Lizzie pointed out, she was like, you know, God's doubling our blessing. Mm. Um, mm. And, so and so it was just a really cool moment. We came back and the trees were in bloom and all that stuff. And <laughs> the whole thing. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, we, uh, I remember you called me and uh, I think we said, hey, let's get together. We went to Cold Stone. We went to Cold Stone yeah. over in Avon. And uh, you told Eric and I the news and we were just, oh, gosh, we were so overjoyed for you guys. Like, I mean, if there was anybody that deserved a moment like that, it was the Kirtland family. It was Chad. It was Lindsay. It was little Emerson and uh, the twins that weren't even born yet. Right. Um, and man just yeah i i just remember just saying i think that's you deserve this man what you just walked through you deserve this and you're killing it bro you are killing it we're having a blast for sure oh gosh okay chad well last word here as i said earlier in the episode um you know we have people from all kinds of all walks of life all careers different you know students working the home moms dads men uh, women who all all have experienced setbacks if you could share you know some some wisdom with them uh, as they process through their setbacks what would you share with them uh, yeah two big things one if you are going through a setback or you find yourself in the future going through a setback that's it's that's all it is it's a setback yep. it's not taking you out uh, yeah. it's not disqualifying you. It is simply, um, a setback in, and I, I heard you use this in a message one time, man, a setback can just be a setup. Mm. Um, if we have the right heart with it, we have our right posture, we pursue it with humility. Um, that setback is just God waiting to set you up for something even better. Absolutely. Uh, and then if, like I, I mentioned this earlier, if you, if you have a loved one that's going through a setback right now. Man, love them through it. Um, yeah. You don't need to say anything to them about the setback because they know already. They are telling them themselves um, everything that you might be thinking. Um, but instead of sharing that, talk about how how much you think about them, how much how much you care about them. Remind them that um, you are in this together and that they are not alone. Um, because yeah. and speaking from experience, I felt very alone at moments when I was walking yeah. through my setback. Um, and I felt, I blamed myself for, um, putting my, my family in a potential like bad situation, um, yeah. with me not working. And, uh, but my wife was such an incredible example of what it looks like to continue to choose 
um, to, to, to push through it, continuing to choose love and continue to choose joy through it all, um, which allowed me to come out on the other side of it, a better leader, a better yeah. husband, um, and a better follower of Jesus. Um, I don't know if the outcome would have been the same if it wasn't for her. And so if your loved one's going through this, like, man, be their biggest cheerleader, not their biggest critic. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's so good. And I'll tell you this, there are thousands of students who are being impacted by the love, grace, and truth of Jesus because of the posture you and and your wife had during this setback. Um, I believe it wholeheartedly that the kingdom is growing because you guys were willing to come open hand to say, okay, God, what do I have to learn? What is it that I need to grow in? And what do you got next? I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to let the anger or bitterness uh, uh, cultivate inside of me um, for anybody. I'm going to forgive and I'm going to I'm going to move on to whatever it is. And I think that Live Church and all those students are 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 benefiting from the hard work you did during a difficult setback. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Absolutely. Well, and thank you for listening today. If this was helpful for you, would you do me a favor, a big favor, and share this with others? Also, I love it if you would provide a positive rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast episodes. So Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get those, because this will help the show reach more people. You guys know what I say. It's not about fame or popularity. This podcast is all about encouraging and inspiring every Christian to love Jesus and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. Thanks for joining and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. For more information on today's topic, visit uncommonchristianpodcast.com.